everyone and welcome to another episode of Love in Your Life podcast. This is Dola, your host, and um, I have been getting a lot of feedback on, um, you know, this. We, we touched on it before and many times I touch on a subject and then I get asked about it later and I want to go deeper with it. And, and this is having to do with um, the so-called millennial tendency um, to uh, job hop and to move at the you know drop of a dime. I'm being offered five thousand dollars more here, or ten thousand dollars more, or a greater um, uh, title and money. Um, you know, company with uh, with greater potential mobility, upward mobility. Uh, whatever the reasons, there are a number of reasons people move, not the least of which is, of course, um, the dollar, the dollars, because uh, we all want to make as much money as we possibly can while we're working. Um, we we deserve um, exactly what the market will demand or command for our other work that we do. There's no doubt about that. But if you job hop, okay, so if you, in the definition in my estimation, would be moving more than three times in 10 years, uh, there, there, there is still, it may not be a stigma, so to, so to speak, um, with the baby boomer generation, you know, who never would think of moving so frequently because they'd be terrified that they would be labeled job hopper. Uh, it's still there's still a cost associated with it, and I, and I'll and I'll speak from the employer's standpoint. Okay, uh, so you've got to understand that when an employer is hiring you, there is a cost associated with that as they train you and invest in you to um, learn their whatever it is that you're going to learn on the job. And you're never going to come in 100% knowledgeable about what you're doing in their corp, in their company, even though the job content may be similar to what you've done before. But say, you know, you've moved more than three times in 10 years or four times in 10 years. Um, and I've seen that. <laughs> you have to ask uh, as an employer, you know, how much could this person have learned on the job if they were there for such a short duration. And what does it say about this person if they, you know, pay no mind to the fact that an employer upon hiring them is making a commitment in their, um, you know, in, to them and investment, um, is making an investment in them to stay, uh, stick around for a little while and help them solve their problems and, um, gain some level of uh, productivity uh, and make a contribution. Uh, and I don't know if you can do that in a short period of time. Um, you may be able to, um, you know, run circles around someone and you may do it, you know, in a relatively short period of time. But if you're always looking for opportunities, it's a bad investment from the employer standpoint, um, no matter what, right? So theoretically, you will have done your homework and known that you are being paid well for what you are doing, and you may not even want to go for an interview uh, at, a, at a corporation that is not paying uh, the dollar amount that you think you are worth, and you can do some investigation in Glassdoor and all these uh, sites that will tell you what you are worth in the market that you are living. 
uh, for what you do. And there, you know, there are resources that will dictate to you um, what you might want to, what, what you can expect from an employer. And again, there are some variations in size of corporation and things like that. So there are some, you know, things that you need to consider there. But, but your, your skill set wouldn't develop uh, in any sort of uh, deep way, deep sense, uh, if you're there for such a short direct duration, you know, I know that loyalty is uh, probably, you know, passe and people say, well, you know, employers will get rid of me on a dime if uh, they didn't want me. So why should I feel a sense of loyalty to them? But again, from an employer's standpoint, if they're looking at your job hopping, um, they may down the road um, be looking at who with them has a similar skill set, but has not job hopped. And the person who has job, who has, you know, who has performed for a duration of a longer duration may be looked at more positively than you would, you know, as a, as a person who has moved very frequently. So it's just a consideration because people keep talking about this sort of tendency with the millennial um, generation and and perhaps coming up um, with the other, you know, upcoming generations, will they have that similar mindset that they could just move if they want um, because they, uh, they deserve more, um, they have no loyalty, uh, you know, the focus of you taking a position, your focus has to be on performing in that particular position. You know, there used to be a question from employers, um, you know, I don't know if they still do it very with great regularity, but it's where do you see yourself in five years? And oftentimes, you know, in there, you would speak about your next position, so to speak. And, you know, that would indicate that you have some desire to move up, uh, you know, up to a certain level. Um, you know, and maybe even get the job of the person that you're being interviewed um, by because it is the next move for you, upward move after you perform. But the idea in that question, the response that that is is being wanted, is being desired, um, is that you want to perform very well with the position that you are being hired for in the moment, and then be able to be recognized in a you know a reasonable amount of time that you are a candidate for promotional opportunity. And, you know, that's kind of like, you know, the the politician that's being asked, you know, where are you headed from here? And he says, I just want to do this job. I'm not thinking of the next job right now because I'm really concentrating all my efforts on taking this job and doing this job and performing well in this role. So just kind of just food for thought, I guess, because I'm feeling very much uh, that this is going on and this is a conversation among, uh, you know, different uh, generations. You know, the baby boomer generation is still possibly going to be one of the senior members of the management or leadership in the company. And they still have the mindset that, you know, job hopping is not a good thing. So, um, you know, think of it this way, too, is if you are constantly looking for opportunities and that's where you're spending your time, are you not taking valuable time away from the job in which you are performing currently, namely, you know, um, really investing um, 
you know, time in developing in their position, uh, learning a great deal more and, uh, and actually um, demonstrating that you've learned more on that particular job. So, you know, you're, 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 you're going around and you're looking on, you know, Indeed and you're talking to recruiters and you're going for interviews. And meanwhile, that's your focus as opposed to, you know, the inference would be there. That's your focus versus what, you know, we're trying to accomplish on this job. So, and don't, re- don't forget that training is a big investment for the company when they hire you. So not only are they hiring you with some level of investment, but they are training you and they are developing you. And they, um, they, they can expect rightfully uh, some, some level of, of, uh, of loyalty, so to speak. Loyalty, I don't know about that word, but anyway, um, so... The other thing uh, is there are the inference and a a little bit of time spent in one position in one job, one corporation, is that people get to know you. You develop relationships. Those people will come to, you know, remember you when there are opportunities. Um, Maybe they would look look at you because you are an internal candidate as, uh, you know, for something that you may not have even thought of, uh, you might be suited for. That has happened a number of times. People have come to me and said, well, I was performing here and I was recognized there in the same company, but a different role. I would never have imagined that I would have liked it, but I ended up taking it and excelling in it and loving it. That has happened quite a few times, I can tell you that. And they were recognized just from someone, you know, non-solicited, uh, they came and said, you know, that person works so hard and they have these kinds of skills and I think they do well here. You know, for, for example, someone in the non-sales position that had a sales profile or were recognized to have one and then excelled greatly in sales. And of course, sales jobs do pay, um, you know, for your uh, productivity. So if you are a very productive person and you are sales-minded and you are recognized to, to be in that position, you can do very, very well with that kind of um, happening, you know, within your um, experience. Um, the other thing I thought about is, you know, I, I had this experience also where uh, a, a female um, was job hopping in human resources and she actually um, did very well for a little bit, you know, hopping uh, and getting more money and more money. And then she basically priced herself out of the market. So for the first 10 years, she did pretty well, um, you know, making a lot more money from year one to year 10. And then after that, she just kind of, um, she really did plateau. And um, so that can happen too. And, and that's not necessarily a good thing because once you get to that plateau it's hard to get out of it um because you're in a plateau because you're performing at a level where you're just you know you're not really elevating yourself you're just doing what you are doing and um that can price you can price yourself out of that market so you, you need to consider all of these things um really um and then you know, if, if you stay at a company, say, six years and then the next company for four years, that gives a level of, okay, they really made an effort to not only stay and learn and develop and contribute, but, you know, this is coming at a time when, um, you know, even it, it, all the better, in my estimation, if you stayed the complete 10 years, 
um, you know, when to consider to make a move is when you're really good at what you do. And the only way you can get really good at what you do, I think, is longevity. Um, the other thing to consider after 10 years, as I say, is 10 years is kind of a benchmark. Just, you know, just, I don't know. Like we even say about resumes, don't bother with anything that you've done over 10 years ago, you know, in any great detail. You may want to list them, of course, as an experience, but you may want to um, leave the details off your resume. And if you're asked during a, an interview, you can then, you know, expound the kind of at that time. But um, if so, if you're somewhere 10 years or six and four or whatever, and you're really good at what you do, you can try to take a look at what's out there and see what your value is on the marketplace. Maybe you've completed some really successful project, which took a long time and you really put your best, uh, you know, stuff in there and you can really tout uh, your accomplishment on your resume, that might be a good time to look for a job. Um, and, you know, some some negatives, too. I mean, I, I obviously, there are people that are underpaid, underutilized, um, not appreciated. Um, there's poor leadership in your uh, estimation, and you feel as though you just can't work there. You just, you know, you don't like the people. You don't like the leadership. You're not the values are not, you know, are not, um, are no longer in sync with yours, that kind of thing. Those are really um, viable reasons to leave or to consider leaving a job. Um, so I just food for thought there on job hopping, on job shifting, career shifting. It's, it's always good to keep your eye out, but it's not always good to actually make moves um, frivolously. You really have to think about it. Consider all the options, all the things about what, you're val what you value, what you want long-term. You know, make sure you have some kind of document that keeps track of that stuff. I mean, I know it's a, the world of the, you know, the internet and, and, and all of um, our records are, you know, often are on... Um, on, in digital format, and that's fine. But I say keep it in writing and keep yourself like a you know a journal of what you're looking to accomplish and long term what your goals are and what you see you know your salary uh, level being um, for the purposes of not only what you want to do and what you know the market will bear for for that goal, but also, you know, what your needs are, what your, um, your, uh, your, all of your values, you know, what do you hold, you know, true to yourself, you know, the, the idea that, you know, you don't want to travel far from home, you don't want to be gone, you know, all that much, or you don't mind being gone, you're single, and you're never, you know, you're never going to be bothered by that. You've got to know who you are and what you value at the end of the day. So, anyway, so that's my food for thought this week. Um, thank you for listening to Love in Your Life. It is the only way to live personally and professionally. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Bye-bye.